I'm Classy. Welcome to Speak Life Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the best things we can give ourselves is grace. Extending grace to ourselves lends us time to find purpose and truth in our lives. So come and walk this journey with me and let's have conversations that bring us together, share our real stories, ordinary moments, and that connect us like never before. I am so excited. I am here with Ashley DeLucas. She's an expert in all things email marketing. And Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time out to hang out with me and to share your knowledge with my people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm so glad that you're here. Y'all tune in because Ashley is going to deep dive and really share some fantastic strategies. I mean, you've got this whole like three-step process about turning your subscribers into buyers and just this entire new way of thinking and how we approach email marketing and how useful it is. I feel like so many people are missing the mark on getting email lists and sending out newsletters. Yeah, I mean, totally. I I feel like even when I originally started my business three years ago, it's been a really interesting journey because I used to think email marketing as like getting Victoria's Secret sales ads or what Target sends out. And I was like, ew, no, that's not what I'm about. And of course, you know, as a service-based provider, it's a little different, but I just felt like, I don't know, like I was just always selling and it just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel real to me. And like my unsubscribe rate was like through the roof because they were like, I don't want to hear about you all the time. So yeah, like as I've dove on into email marketing and really understood like the core foundation of what it meant to me specifically, Mm -hmm. like it just blossomed this whole entire movement of looking at email marketing in a different light. Yes. I mean, that makes so much sense your story is mine. I think probably a lot of people that are listening right Mm -hmm. now, because when I started doing email marketing, that was the case for me. It was like, okay, I wanted to be conversational, but I was coming from the mindset of the transaction. I wanted to make a sale and it was about that and not about developing the relationship. That's definitely how my business was structured period when I first started. Exactly. And I mean, there's nothing wrong. Like I am all about the profit, right? Like it has to hit the bottom line or I don't do it. Like, you know, and that's part of, you know, of being about like a smart business owner, but realistically speaking, you know, it's, it's a journey, right? It's a process. It's something that you have to invest time into. And so often as a business owner, we get so scattered and we're all about that next big thing. And we're always just like, oh my gosh, I want that quick fix. And a lot of times we don't get that I I don't want to say reward, but I think I'm going to stick with the word reward. Like we don't get that reward of like, oh my gosh, here's my $1 million that they promised me by this one little funnel thing. And we don't actually see how I have a subscriber um, that I like literally just found out about uh, a while ago who originally started with me three years ago when I first started my email list. Um, When I, uh, my first company name was Blake Slate Media Consulting and she reached out to me. She's like, oh my gosh, I knew you from Blake Slate. And I was like, what? what? You remember that business? Like, you remember <laughs> what that is? Like, you know, like, cause I had rebranded, like I'm on my, you know, second business essentially. Right. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. But she's like, Oh yeah. Like I remember when you did this and you were there and then you went to this and she's like, I've watched wow. you through your entire journey. And that's the biggest thing is that when I originally like switched over to this mm-hmm. new model of actually building that relationship, Yes. People started actually sticking around, not necessarily because they were interested maybe at that time, like what I did, because her and I shared the same profession for a very long time until I switched to email marketing, but she was very interested more so in like building that relationship and what I offered in that. 
like oh area. That yeah. is amazing. That yeah. is, and those type of people are the people that like, we want them to share that. We want them mm-hmm. to, because they've been there from the beginning. They know the transitions because that's what business is. It's transitioning. It's adjusting and shifting and pivoting and really learning how to hone in on the purpose and how to speak life into your audience and the community that you're trying to serve. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, business is definitely evolving. And if your business isn't evolving, you're standing still and you're not going to go anywhere. Right. And so always looking at, and like, that's what I'm always focused on. Like I focus a lot on simplicity and like when I put effort into something, I'm like tunnel vision into that. But then Mm -hmm. I also look at it in terms of like, okay, so if I do this now, what is my business going to look like next year? What's it going to look like in three years? Cause that's really what it's about. Like, and that's why email marketing is so incredibly important because like, Everybody, like, I don't know if you remember MySpace, like, remember how, like, big MySpace used to be back in the day? And then, like, MySpace was taken over by Facebook. And then now we have Instagram. And, like, all of these things are popping up. And, like, we put so much trust. And I know I do, by all means. I am a Facebook girl. And, like, I put so much trust into Facebook and, like, having a community. I have a Facebook group. I have a, you know, a business page, a personal page, you know, and all of those pieces. Like, we put so much trust in those, but they could not be here the next day. You just don't know. That's true. That's true. Wow. That right there, that just hit the nail on the head, Ashley, because for real, what are you going to do if it's not there anymore? You know, I remember what was it? I think it was last year. Was it Facebook or Instagram like shut down or something froze for a little bit? And there was just like this and it's like, okay, what are you going to do if that does happen? if Facebook's not there anymore. And if that's the only way that you are trying to connect and build those relationships with your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to get into the real talk, like, let me tell you. So when I originally, <laughs> when I was working in my business, um, originally I used Facebook as my main lead generator. If you wanted to know how I made money, it was through Facebook. It was through those like promotion threads that everybody's always posting on. And it was through those, oh my gosh, I need a web designer. Like, and I was like, hello, I do that. Pick me, you know, and I, re- I know exactly the day you're talking about. And I remember, um, I was with my best friend, Diana. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, I can't look for new leads. Like I need money. Like I need new leads. Like, and that, like, that's like the whole purpose of like, oh my gosh. Okay. So you go from, okay, Facebook's down where am I going to find leads? How am I going to make money? What do I actually do? And then you just enter freak out mode, right? Because you're just like, oh my gosh. And so like, realistically speaking, like I've been there and I'm like, not afraid to say that. Like, yeah, like I know what it's like to be like, oh my gosh, I need to know what people are posting about. Like I need people to post so that way I can be like, Hey, and like convert those leads and do the things. I get what it's like to sit in that spot. And that's like really a lot about my journey is like, I used to sit in that spot. And I remember that day I was like, oh my gosh, like something has to change. Like I cannot sit here and rely on Facebook as my main income generator. Like I can't, like it's not safe. It's not sustainable. And you know, it's one of those things where like, yeah, that day was a huge wake up call for me. And that's why I was originally just like, all right, we have to figure out something else. And that's when I really dove into email marketing because email marketing, it's like, I use ConvertKit, but you can use ActiveCampaign. You can use MailChimp. You can use MailerLite. You can use any of these other like platforms, but I always have access to my list. So if I needed to go somewhere else to send out an email, I could definitely do that, you know? Yes. Yes. Girl, all of that, all of that. And so much, right? Because Mm -hmm. like you, I was there. Yeah. Facebook, 
that was my soul. Like that was it. If I wasn't on Facebook, if I wasn't commenting on those recommendation posts, if I wasn't constantly in these online groups, which they're beneficial, right? Because that's how you and I met at the same time. Exactly. However, it's not, it can't be the bread and butter. So like when I switched to developing and building meaningful relationships with email marketing and network marketing, relationship marketing, like I'm going out to networking events. I'm making sure people see me, people know me, people know who I am, what I do. They can refer me, you know, it's not just, oh, everything's a digital age. So I need to stay behind Facebook and social media. Well, because that's where a lot of people are right now. And I think that's where people are kind of getting, they have to shift and be like, okay, I kind of need to have my hands in different pots instead Mm -hmm. of just putting all your eggs in this one basket and then boom, what if Facebook becomes the next MySpace? I'm just saying. Right. I mean, this is just like honest, real talk. I mean, like it's literally something that I, I went through that transitional phase and I remember my husband being like, Ash, like you can't, that's, that's not going to work. He doesn't know much about business, but let me tell you, my man definitely has some common sense. I didn't have at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, you live on your phone. Like you live on Facebook. And I have, um, I think you can do this on Androids too, but on iPhones, like it'll tell you where you spend your time on the mm-hmm. apps and overall. And yeah. I was like, holy guacamole, how am I on my phone that much? And yeah. don't get me wrong. I definitely love to FaceTime and text and I listen to podcasts or YouTube videos. So yeah. I was like, I wish that would have really count. Like we could just omit those out because like, those are good times, but <laughs> yeah, like all the scrolling and like being in that spot, it was yeah. awful. Like, and yeah. you know, I love being in groups. Like I love giving value, but now within that shift, I'm in there a lot more intentionally and I show right. up not because I have to be there, but right. because I want to be there. And it makes right. a huge difference in the energy that I put out into the world as well too. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is so true. The intentionality, really narrowing that focus, getting intentional, being strategic and, and prioritizing your time so that you're maximizing and getting things done and working a lot more efficiently. I feel like I'm saying a whole bunch of words, right? But (laughs) maximizing your time so that you can work more efficiently and you do that through intention. And, you know, one of the things that somebody said to me recently was, you know what, not just intention, because sometimes intention can still be flighty. It's Mm -hmm. making the decisive decision, like a commitment. So you have the intention and then you move it forward by being decisive and deciding. And that's your commitment that you're actually going to take this action. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to kind of bring that in. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, honestly, also too, it's a lot about having that CEO hat on, right. And like actually being the person that you're supposed to be in your business. And that's why as well too, like a lot of times when people are just sending out random emails and they're like, actually like this isn't working. Well, yeah, like you have to be consistent. You have to like have that strategy, but then you also need to like actually implement it. You know, a lot of times we get stuck in that whole like planning phase or we get really stuck in like, Oh, I sent out this email and no one opened it. So no one's going to open up the next five emails that I send out, you know, and that's where we get stuck. And, you know, it's honestly a lot about just wearing your hat, looking at your numbers and like going forward without the emotion and really just focusing on, okay, this is what I know it's going to make me money. This is what we're adding in to be able to make more money. And here's where we're going to go with that. Exactly. Just making those decisions head on. I really like that. And, and when you're heading on these decisions, like tell me 
what we, you, you and I were having this conversation about speaking into your ideal client. So, yeah. right. So I've got my, got my CEO hat on and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go for the gusto. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to start doing this. Okay. But now I'm making copy that it's like this, this makes no sense. Nobody's, mm. you know, I don't know how to even talk to them or what that conversation needs to look like. I think a lot of things that happens is people are like, okay, this is a business relationship. This yep. is a personal relationship. They're very different. They're not the same. So the way that I have to show up and talk to people when I'm business CEO hat has mm. to look like this professional idea that we have in our mind. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times we get stuck in what we want other people to think about us. And oh, realistically, yes. at the end of the day, the way I like to look at it is it's like you're going out for coffee, right? Mm-hmm. You're going through that process of like, you know, just as we're sitting here now, we're having a back and forth conversation. Yeah. And I remember like when we first met, we were like, hi. And that's exactly <laughs> like that enthusiasm yeah. that you want to bring to the table is yeah. that, you know, same idea or concept to be like, hi, you know, my name is Ashley Duluth. And you know, I'm an email marketing strategist. I love coffee. I have two dogs and like things like that, where you start to build that. We're like, oh my gosh, I love coffee. I have two dogs. And then you go into more of that deeper conversation, right? Because like, obviously like, we're not just going to sit around and talk all day about us, right? We want to get into their actual things. So what I do is the way, and the way I look at it is we start off with your offer. So Mm -hmm. we look at, let's say you have a coaching program just for an example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's work backwards from that. So what's going to prevent them from buying that coaching program? Like saying yeah. yes to that. Yeah. So generally speaking, like for, you know, no matter what your business is, there's always sometimes, especially if you have a premium service, there's mm-hmm. going to be a pricing objection, right? Yes. So you're going to always come across that. Yes. So we usually save that for the end because we're going to go through all the other things that are holding them back. Maybe they yeah. have a mind shift item that they need to go through before they yeah. say yes. Maybe they need to overcome something within themselves. That's like really, really deep in there where they don't believe that, well, if I invest in this, like, I think I'm going to fail myself because X, Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is going to come from getting to know your ideal client by becoming their BFF Jill, right? And like actually being like, and finding somebody that, you know, not, you're not trying to use this person, but you kind of are, right? Like you're like, (laughs) you know, my, like for an example, my best friend, Diana, um, she and I bounced a lot of ideas off of each other because she is a really good fit for like my ideal client. And then I'm going to like a semi ideal fit work for her. So I can give her some perspective, right? Yes. Because I know for me personally, I have assumed what my ideal client is struggling with. Right. And in reality, they weren't struggling with that at all. They're like, Oh, I already know why I need email marketing. Like I was sitting here trying to convince them why they they needed it. Mm -hmm. And in reality, they were like, well, I know I need it. Like I got that part down, but realistically, I don't know how to actually take my ideas and get started. Right. So those are Mm -hmm. two different areas, two different starting points. Can any of you relate to that? Exactly what Ashley is saying with not just thinking or assuming what your ideal client needs, but actually understanding what their real needs are and not speaking to why they need your service, but how you're going to help them change their life. 
This is what we're doing in Build and Impactful You. You are going to learn how to cultivate your customer experience and number one, how to understand your customer from their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs, their values, and how you can connect with them. You will learn effective strategies to think more critically, problem solve, tools that will help you be more efficient, and how to help you focus and project and meet your customer needs before they even know they need it. And we're gonna map out your complete brand and customer experience that creates raving fans, loyalists, and nurtures your audience like never before. And here's the other thing. We're also going to develop meaningful brand experiences that inspire new thinking, connect people in meaningful ways, and moves your audience to take action like never before. And y'all, we're going to deliver results. So go and join the Build an Impactful You group coaching experience. Actually, just submit your inquiry and let's hop on a call today. Now let's get back to what Ashley has to say about how we can go about speaking to our customers in the most authentic way and really understanding their needs. Act like you're going out for coffee in terms of with like your tone, casual tone, but then also just be yourself, right? Yeah. Obviously be professional, but be yourself. But be and yourself. then really, yeah. And then really focus on bringing that energy throughout your emails and focus on doing mind shifting, belief shifting content that's going to lead up to your offer. So that way, when they get to the point of you being like, hey, I got this coaching program, they're already clicking yes, because they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I believe in myself. Yeah, like I know this is going to help me. Yeah, I already know. Like they've yeah. already gone through that. So you're basically taking care of objections before you reach the sales call, before they reach the sales page, which makes wow. it so much easier to sell. Wow. Yeah. Girl, that <laughs> was gold. I hope y'all had your pen and paper, wrote those down, or just go ahead and rewind so that you can <laughs> it all again. But that is so true, right? Like speaking to, speaking to the actual fear, to the actual belief, to the actual, like, the way that that person thinks and feels and believes about themselves and then give them the benefits, right? Yep. I'm, I, and I, I fell into that as well. I love that you used a group coaching program because, you know, I have one that's coming up right now. And, you know, that was one of the things, you know, when, when I started in business um, mm -hmm. with my wedding photography business was all about just trying to tell them why they needed a wedding photographer. And it's like, mm. well, they're getting married. They know they need a photographer. Exactly. You are trying to tell them why you are going to benefit them more than the next one. How are you going to show up in their life in a different way that is going to transform their experience, help them have a better experience, lessen the stress, create yes. all of that. And getting clear on that type of messaging. I like that you said that. And even in, I feel like what happens is people can like they, when they talk about it to somebody face to face, mm -hmm. yeah, it, all of it comes out. They're like, yes, oh, I do this and I do that. And, mm -hmm. I do this. and, and what you said was pretend like you're going out for coffee. So literally read it out loud. If it doesn't yep. sound like something you would say if you were out having coffee with somebody, then you need to either remove parts, erase the whole thing and start over. It needs yep. to be a conversation and a way that they can respond back to it. I'm so glad that you said that because it, it is so true. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at like, what are like the top experts, like the top of the top, like saying about like the email marketing trends. And that's like the biggest thing. People are looking for that personalization. We've gone through this phase of, you know, everything being automated and people are like, you know, that's a common objection with email marketing, right? Like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm automated. I don't want to feel like I'm a robot. And personalization and actually sounding like yourself and being a human is going to make a much easier transition. So if they were to meet you, they already feel like they know you, you know, there's no difference, right? You know, and also too, like people are going to be attracted to your personality as well. So always, um, if you can include some videos in your actual email marketing as well too, because that's going to make such a huge personal connection. I mean, you know, it's always fun to be able to like read, right? Like I'm a huge reader, but like being able to be like, oh my gosh, like look at her, like her face gets all lit up. Her (laughs) eyes are like, like, oh my gosh. Yes. And you can get that idea if somebody's for you based off of that energy so like for an example like I'm a very like upbeat and bubbly kind of person in case you (laughs) haven't seen or told right and so somebody who's like very much opposite I don't know how to describe it but the opposite of me right yeah like very close like very extremely reserved is probably not going to be a really good fit for me because I'm going to be like and they're going to be like oh I'm still back on point a and I haven't said a word you know what I mean so you know like (laughs) and that and that really helps you with uh, you know they'll automatically weed themselves out and that means that's less time with you spending on calls that aren't good fit that's going to be less you know obviously cost-wise per lead all of that stuff comes into play when you just take the effort to try to shift out the people automatically it's kind of like when you're shifting flour like it'll automatically just kind of weed itself out what doesn't need to be there so I'm so glad that you made that point because it's so true when we start to bridge our personalities and interweave our personality into our business right personal Mm -hmm. branding right yep that helps us it really does it really does help as a benefit to us so that we don't end up working with clients that are not good fits for us Exactly. Because sometimes, right, even during like our sales call process, we're still trying to work out the kinks of that to figure out what that looks like. But we won't even get those people that don't completely align with who we are and our personalities Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like, oh, like you said, (laughs) she's a little bit too bubbly. She's a little bit too much. She's a little bit too, whatever the case might be. They're doing that process for us. Exactly. That then the people that are contacting us, they're already qualified leads. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're doing the hard work before you get on the call with them. You know, the goal is, is that especially with email marketing is the people who are booking you on your calendar, the people who are coming into your programs, because obviously anybody can buy into your group coaching program, but you know, obviously maybe not everyone's going to be a good fit, right? Especially if you don't do that process. So we want to focus on obviously nurturing them, educating Mm -hmm. them and then shifting them, right? Like those are going to be the three main things that we want to do because those three pieces together are going to produce those really good, high ideal, ideal clients who are going to come into your call. Like I had a call earlier today and she's like, listen, like I already know I really want to work with you. And like, I know these things are going to work because like I've read all the things about you, but realistically, like I just want to know exactly how you're going to work for me. And like, that's what you want to do. You want to have that customized one-on-one experience and like talk them through that based off of them not spending the call trying to convince them why they need it you know that is so true and I'm glad that you you laid it out in that way because it definitely does make such a difference Uh, and it's because I had a call earlier today too and that was 
those objections, right? Those, and I literally said to her, I said, okay, well, first I'm going to, I'm going to answer the first objection, which was all about time. It was about Mm -hmm. not having time. I've got kids. I'm, you know, and it was about time. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to help you find time. I'm going to help you figure out how you can create space in, in your life so that you can find the time. We waste three to four hours a week easily. We waste, yeah. We waste so much time in a week, but it's because we don't have the insight sometimes into our lives. And so I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to help you with. We're going to walk through this, 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 and these three steps, right? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. And, you know, it just, it changes the way that we're showing up and talking to them because they already know. Yep. We've done the, we've done the groundwork. We're just trying to qualify them now for the next step in the process. Exactly. You nailed it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, again, it's like shifting through that. And, you know, a lot of times we get really stuck in the number side of things too, right? Like we're just like, oh my gosh, like my open rate. Oh my gosh, my click rate, man, no one's really doing anything. They're not doing, you know, and realistically, you know, the way I like to look at it, especially in terms of with numbers, you know, like I've had opportunities where they're like, you need to have 5,000 people on your list. And I was like, well, I would have 5,000 people, but my open rate would be terrible. My click rate would be terrible because they're all, you know, it's going to be filled with people who, you know, aren't engaging with my list or no longer interested, but they're still around because I need 5,000 people, you know? And you know, the biggest thing is, is it's definitely with email marketing. It's more about quality over quantity. And we always talk about growing your list, right? Everybody wants to grow their list, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the thing that we miss out on the most is nurturing who we already have in our circle. Yes. Gary V talks a lot about this in terms of with, you know, going through the process of like, you know, if you have 10 people who are your raving fans and you don't pay attention to them, you don't nurture and love them, then why would you do that with 10,000 people, right? Like, you know, you have to focus on your people that you already have in your circle Mm -hmm. um, because that's where you're going to get the sales. That's where you're going to build those relationships and really go through that process of, you know, again, yeah, you could have, 100,000 people in your Facebook group, but if you're not actually connected with you, if they don't even know who you are, what is the point? You know, it's just more of like, I have a Facebook group of 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, it doesn't hit your bottom line. So like, what's the point? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, I know a lot of people, I know plenty of professionals that have a large following, but Mm -hmm. their bank account does not reflect it. Mm. It does not reflect it. And it's not about that. It's not about the numbers. It's not about that. It is about, I love that you said that the quality, because it really changes the game. If you're not giving quality now, you're not going to give it later. Exactly. And you're you're definitely not going to figure out how to do it when you've got 10,000 people looking at you, because you're going to probably be more spread thin. You're going to be trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, so it's like, do it when you've got those small numbers so that you can build the brand experience. If our brand experience is the beliefs, the perceptions, the attitudes, the memories, the stories, the connections, the feelings that people have about our service, our product and who we are, then we need to start creating those from the beginning when we do have a smaller audience. Exactly. And create that brand experience that is nurturing starting from the beginning. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, at the end of the day, it's so much easier to get started now than it is to wait six months from now and be like, oh my gosh, now I have all this other stuff, you know? And I obviously, I'm a a firm believer of focusing, you know, basically on one thing and really going all into that. And I get that, but Mm -hmm. you know, I was talking to a client earlier. I was like, yeah, we can start six months from now, but like you're missing out on six months of nurturing your audience. You're missing out on six months of being able to really focus on building that relationship. I don't care if you, we, if you don't want to sell in those six months, that's totally fine. We don't have to sell them anything, but you still have to take advantage of time. Time is like our greatest asset. And I feel like a lot of times we keep pushing it off. We keep pushing it off. We're like, you know, now's not the time we'll get to that eventually. And then like, I feel like at the end, like we turn 80 and we're like, what the heck? We never did the things. And like, (laughs) that's like one of my biggest things. It's like my biggest fear is I'm going to keep pushing things off and not do it. I'm going to be like, man, here I am. Like, 10 days looking you know, and I'm like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to dive in. You, I mean, yeah. you really just have to dive in. Um, I, I like that because I love what Christy Wright says, you know, just do it scared. I mean, mm-hmm. making business, one of the key things that I have learned in business is the more decisive you are and the, and the easier you're at, the, the quicker, the easier, the more efficient you become with making decisive decisions in business the faster you're going to grow and improve and move forward. Exactly. And when we sit there on the fence all the time, stuck and afraid, we, we just sit there. We're not yep. growing. We're not moving. We're not changing. We're not, if what people are saying now, leveling up, you know, yep. we're not doing all of those things. And so you have to be decisive and be ready to just make a decision and do it. You already know that you need it. You know, you need email marketing, you know, you need to figure out how to, how to do it, how to do it. Well, you know, you know, you need a brand, you know, you need personal branding, you know, you need life transformation and personal development, professional development. So you take the leap and you do it because it's going to help you in the long run. Exactly. Definitely. It's, you know, a lot of times, you know, again, we get stuck in that whole, okay, so what about now? Like what's going on now? And, you know, I can tell you that even when I first started off in college, like I went to a community college, I worked two jobs, well, technically three jobs, you know, and I was like doing all the pieces, doing all the things. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I wouldn't have done this job, then I would have never been prepared for this other one. I read a book. um, It's called Self-Made by Nellie. I can never say her last name, but it's not the singer. (laughs) Um, And she talks about that. She's like, write down every single job you've ever had and the skills that you learned from that. And I looked at the jobs that I've had since I started off when I was 16. And I was like, holy walk, like every single thing that I've done has led to that next step. Yes. And it was just phenomenal. It was completely phenomenal because I was like, oh my gosh, like these skills that I've created and learned got me this job and it got me this job and it got me this job. And then I got to this point and I was like, holy, wow, here I am. (laughs) Wow. I love that. And I think that is so key. Even right now for those that are listening that feel like, they can't do email marketing or email marketing is not for them, or they don't know how to show up authentically. It's just so hard. Do that work. Like do exactly Mm -hmm. what Ashley just said, write down everything that you have done, all of the jobs, what you've learned from each of these positions and these experiences. And I'm going to bet that you're (laughs) going to look on there and you're going to be like, holy guacamole. Yeah. Definitely. I can do this. I can email market. I can, right? I think sometimes it just takes that 
confidence boost and being able to see what we've already been able to achieve and know that we can continue to achieve in that same way. Exactly. You know, and, and the thing is, is that especially as an like an online business owner, you know, Mm -hmm. we have the opportunity to take one skill and turn it into something else. So if you're already learning how to write blog posts, you're already halfway there. Like, you know, all you have to do is learn the platform, you know? And so really just doing it in a way that is authentic and true to you you have some somewhat of a plan, right? Yeah. Um, and just diving in and doing it, it's better to do it messy than not at all. Yes. It's definite. Like I have definitely made a lot of mistakes, sent the wrong email to the wrong list. I've, I feel like I've done it all. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to just keep going, you know, and a lot of times, like when those apology messages come on through, they're laughing at, you know, they're like, it's okay. <laughs> I've done the same thing. It's not yeah. a big deal, you know? And so just, just own it and go for it and just do it messy. Oh, I love that. Ashley, thank you so much. I feel like we just got so much knowledge in this short time here about email marketing and what are some specific things that people can start implementing and taking action right now to help them with their email marketing. Girl, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge here. Y'all, this is not going to be the last time. Ashley has got a lot (laughs) of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge, and she's doing amazing things for her clients. Ashley, let everybody know here, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, totally. Um, so you can actually find me over at ashleykdeluca.com. Um, all my handles are also ashleykdeluca. Um, and then also too, if you wanted to grab my free training about the three-step method, um, you can actually, I'll give you the short link. It's ashleykdeluca forward slash email. Yes. Yes. Y'all go grab it. And it's actually going to be down here below. So all of her handles and the link to that three-step process is going to be down there. So you can just grab it and go and continue to connect with Ashley. Thank you so much, beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm Classy Earhart, and you've been listening to Speak Life Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Classy Earhart on Facebook and Instagram. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Speak Life conversation. Thank you for listening.